there are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, this is Soul to Soul on a Friday afternoon here in Johannesburg. Bit warm, not as warm perhaps as, as yesterday, but a, a very warm welcome to all of our radio family. And finally, or sadly, maybe, depending on your take on things, we've gotten through the Chagim period and we're ready to carry on with life. Although, of course, in this country, doesn't mean too much because in less than a month and a half, it's already December. And we're already looking forward to our to our, our, our holidays. Um, I want to devote today's, today's shir, Ilu Nishmas, of course, Isaac Resnick, a dear friend of so many who passed away, was Nifter this morning and very recently had his, had his Leviah. Isaac, of course, was very, very well known on this radio station. He hosted many shows and had many friends and was such a repository of, of history and, and, and tradition and, and what Johannesburg had been like and, and anyone who spoke to him, he could tell you about encounters he had with your fathers and, and grandfathers and will be very, very, very deeply and, and, and missed by everyone in, in the Johannesburg, uh, community. Shabbos Bracious, we're back to the very beginning of the Torah. And of course, this is an opportunity. If you said to yourself, lost, you know, I really want to sort of get more involved and, and, you know, stop going to the weekly parsha, maybe even be able to read all the psukim and maybe even the rashis. And you really thought you were going to do it last year and somehow, like so many well designed and well, you know, kind of uh, conceived plans, it didn't quite come to fruition the way you wanted. Well, guess what? You've got another chance, another opportunity. This year, this week is Pasha's Precious. Get started. Pick up a book. Pick up a translated Chumash. Pick up a little measure says, get involved. There's so much wisdom. There's so much incredible life knowledge and life skills and, 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 you know, Musr and, and ethical lessons that we can take with us and, and, and use to change and, and upgrade and adapt our, our lives. Don't miss out this year and, and get and get and get involved. Let's pick just one idea and spend a few minutes on it. Perhaps one of the most central and and and, uh, and great ideas that there is in in the world. <laughs> they they once uh, many years ago they asked a a very quite well known brain surgeon if he believed in the concept of a soul, and he responded by saying that if there is such a concept, if a soul really exists in a man, it most probably resides in the human brain, for it is the most mysterious and magical part of the human the human body. And this was this was stated like over forty years ago before the invention of, of you know nanotechnology and, and beyond what we have yet behind what we what we have today. And yet even with all with all these new advances and, and, and the research and the insights we have into the way the human body and particularly the human brain works, no one really knows and certainly no one understands the, the fascinating and incredible process of human thinking, which 
all of us take <coughs> take for granted. You know, we know that the, the human brain is the most complex organ in the human body, and probably the most complex physical cre- uh, uh, creation that's even present in the in the entire in the entire universe. And it's it's quite clear that. Whatever it is that exists in the world today in, in, in technology, the, the, the greatest man-made wonders that, that we live are again a result of the human brain, which of course makes it then the most, uh, most amazing feature of, of, of a human being. Right? The human brain with its complexity. So it's, it's everything. It's, it's a, it's a storage depot which holds all of a person's uh, 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 cherished memories. It's clearly, a person's personality is is influenced by 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 his brain, as as well as you know all uh, as everything that's happened to him, and and, and and a generation of 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 consciousness of of all sorts of things, all his cognitive uh, abilities, all of that resides. In, in the, in the, uh, in the brain. And, you know, all the number of, 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 uh, of neurons that, uh, are present in the brain. So they talk about, uh, approximately a hundred billion neurons, which is about, uh, well, I think 15 times the total human population on the entire, on the entire earth. And that huge number of, of, of neurons obviously increases the, the, the ability. Of, of the brain. Now, this all connects, of course, to Rashi. Rashi in this week's Pasha says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Nase Adam, let us make man bid Musenu in our image, kid Musenu, in our likeness. And Rashi comments, what is kid Musenu? What does it mean? He says, it means the power to understand and to gain wisdom. In other words, our Kaddish Baruch created us, that our minds are, are, are a reflection of, of the ruchness, of the godliness, and, and, uh, and, uh, and all sort of divineness that exists upon earth is, is rooted and resides. And the, the, uh, the, uh, as, 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 uh, Tehillim says, Anishama Shebemaych, even the, the Nishama is, is in my, is in my brain. And if, the goal of of living was the pursuit of of physical pleasures and 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 earthliness so then there's really no need for man to be created with the divine feature that exists in 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 the human brain you know an animal soul which is the lowest level of of soul would have been would have been totally Sufficient for us to live a really happy and fulfilled physical, physical, uh, life and, and we would be able to take care of all our body, body bodily needs. Our, our, our ruchness, our, our godliness was placed inside every single person for the purpose of that we have, we have a higher mission, which is of course to ride above all the, all the animal instincts and all the, uh, all the, uh, and, and, and to actually harness the, the, the control, the, the discipline of, of, of our senses to make decisions that are morally correct, that are spiritually orientated, and, and to remind us always of our real purpose and meaning 
in the in this in this world. And how do we do this? All of this we can achieve by using the godly gift we have called thinking. Everyone, right, would love to be able to, you know, have, you know, a life coach, you know, as someone who could sort of go with you ever you go and, and help you to make decisions on, on a daily basis. Well, the truth is, we all do. Because the, the neshama, that little bit of heavenly spark that uh, resides in, in our brain. So that's always, it's always there. It's always directing us. It's always encouraging us to do, to do the, the, the right thing and to follow the right path and not, you know, not veer either to the right or left from, from righteousness. Of course, <laughs> the human problem is that we don't have to listen to the advice of, of the neshama, just like we don't have to listen to our, our life coaches advice, even though <laughs> we pay them through the nose for their, for their advice, but we can ignore it, right? We can, uh, we can uh, uh, shut off and, and, and tune out everything, our, our, our ruchnis, our spirituality, the spark that's, that's constantly and, and delicately suggests us that we should act more than we should think over all our all our actions and 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 obviously take notice of of our problems of our, of our of our shortcomings. In other words, we can make ourselves totally, if we want, kind of conveniently distracted, and then and then uh, you know we can get so busy with our our daily chores and our and and our physical uh, enjoyments and and our reading and our shopping and our eating and and sleeping and planning and daydreaming and entertainment. And, and, and opt out of, of, of the soul. We'll come back and finish this idea and go on to Halakha segment in a moment. This is 11.9 FM, Soul to Soul on the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa. There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 Chai FM, we're back on your radio on Salt to Salt. This, as I said, this is Shabbos Kodesh, Pashas Bereshis, as we always do at this time, the important details you need to know about this Shabbos. Uh, the latest time for getting your candles up and on this afternoon is two minutes past six, six oh two. Shabbos Kodesh ends tomorrow night at six fifty three, seven minutes before seven. It is Besides being Pasha's Braces, it is, of course, Shabbos Mavarchim. Uh, Rosh Chodesh will take place this week on Tuesday and Wednesday, and we'll, we'll actually leave the month of Tishrei behind and move on into the month of of, uh, of, of Cheshven. But let's use the last few days of Tishrei that we have and still utilize the special gift that that Tishrei that Tishrei is. So, what is it that stops human beings from from uh, from thinking, and uh, the truth is, many times we fail to think because we're just downright laziness. Laziness is not only a a dysfunction of of the body; it's actually a a roadblock to to success. Shleima Melech writes in Mishlei, "Avart al sadei ish otzel, avart." I passed over 
a lazy person's field, and the Medrash comments that the person referred to in this Pasuk is none other than Adam Orishan himself. And Rav Desla explains that had Adam, prior to his eating from the Yetzadas, undergone a kind of prolonged thinking process and actually working out by kind of churning over and over in his mind the pros and cons of this, what turned out to be a cataclysmic uh, uh, decision that changed the, the, the future of the whole world and, and deciding whether or not he should participate and, and partake of, of this fruit. So there's no question that the outcome of it, of his decision would have been, would have been different. The failure to kind of reprocess and, and, and think again about the, the, the correctness of his moral choice. So, you know, which Chazal, uh, 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 kind of in, in their, in their, uh, uh, in their Ruach HaKodesh kind of almost, almost labeled as a, as a, uh, Stem from this, this almost a very subtle kind of laziness that, that changed the entire, the entire world, which was the cause of, of man's, of man's downfall until this very, very day. If we are lazy and, and we fail to think, which of course will cause us to then fall. And, uh, furthermore, we don't even take notice of the fact that we have failed and that's going to leave this world in, in, in a kind of a spiritual dwell where, where we're not able to, to, uh, to achieve anything. And, and obviously the way of us actualizing our thinking is of course speech and our, our speech is our, our way of, of daily communication. And obviously if we want our speech to be divine, so then one has to think before he speaks, you know, in, in, uh, during World War II. So the British military was very, very worried that, you know, if, if soldiers began speaking to strangers, you never know who's a spy, who you can rely on. So they were told not to share any information with any stranger. And in fact, the, the, the motto they, they used was, a loose lips sink ships. And, and of course causes lives to be lost also. And, you know, just think about how many ships we we have sunk and and ruined because you know we have like these mouths that are like like torpedoes and and uh, and not thinking before we before we speak. How many how many times have we said maybe hurtful words or either to 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 spouses or, or children or or friends or family members? That's of course afterwards we regret saying when we realize the the you know irreparable damage that's caused by saying something that was said without first turning on our brains and thinking about what we want to what we want to uh we want to do and uh you know the the uh just uh i saw there's a there's a, a very cute and perhaps we can take us with us like an acronym that that we can use whenever uh, uh we we're, we're considering saying something and we're going through the process of of deciding if what we say in fact should be said so if we follow this kind of almost a five second protocol in any kind of uh, uh, communication or actually before 
we, we communicate. So that guarantees that literally, uh, quite a high percentage of the verbal messages you want to give over will not fit this bill and therefore you'll clamp your lips and the words won't even exit your mouth. And here it goes. The T of think stands for A. Is it true? Make sure that whatever we say is emet, is the truth. H is what we're saying helpful. Is it going to improve a situation? Is 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 it going to help someone to do something maybe they couldn't have done before you told them? I is what you're saying inspiring. Speech is a very, very powerful weapon. If you, if you give someone a good word, you give someone enc- some encouragement, you, you, you make them feel, feel like a million bucks, speech is then worthwhile. N, is it necessary? You know, says, Lomotsasi la guftov mishtika, says, I grew up and I realized that silence is golden. When we speak, it has to be something that's worth, that's worthwhile. And of course, K, is it kind? Is, is it considerate? Is it something that's sensitive? Is it something that's going to, that's going to, uh, uh, help a person? And again, only by disciplining ourselves not to be lazy to think. And that's going to help us to, to notice that so often, uh, uh, uh we can improve our, our daily lives and become really spreaders of, of light throughout, throughout the day. And that's the message. By thinking we really form a, a deeper, relationship with Hashem and everyone else and even with with oneself. As we start Chumash Bereshus again, let's take those words with us and let's try to use Kid Musain, let's use our brains, let's use our thinking in, in the most positive way we can. We'll be back with a closing segment in a moment. This is 101.9 Chai FM. Stay with us. There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, we're back on your radio with the last little segment of Hilchos Yom Tov. We're carrying on with our lachos of Yom Tov. Can one shecht an animal on, on Yom Tov? So the answer is definitely yes, one's allowed to. Shecht a domestic animal or a wild animal, even a chicken, in order to eat them on, on Yom Tov. And even if you want, you don't need a whole animal, you want one little piece, you want a steak. So you're allowed to shecht a whole huge animal for one piece of meat, because obviously I can't even get one steak without doing a proper shechita on, on the whole, on the whole, uh, animal. However, I cannot go and trap on, on Yom Tov wild animals or, or birds or, 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 you know, even, even fish. And therefore Chazal, uh, uh, forbade even to give them food because maybe we use a, a food as a way of, of trapping, of trapping them. Now all these things, wild animals, uh, uh, birds, fish, if they already were captured and you have them in your, in your control before Yom Tov and you trapped them to such an extent where, as we discussed by Shabbos, you can sort of grab them with a single reach. You don't have to run, run after them, right? So then that is considered already trapped and you can just grab them and, and then use them, prepare them, whatever it is for your food on, uh, 
on 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 Yom Now, before obviously before one does shechita, one always has to check the knife one's going to use. That has to be completely smooth and perfectly and perfectly sharp. If there's a nick in the in the knife, so then that automatically invalidates the the uh, the shechita. And and chachamim have instituted that if someone wants to uh, uh, shecht, he has to first show his knife to a a tamachachim who's able to uh, to check if it's uh, if it's uh, okay to use or not. And not that he should check if yeah. And, and therefore, however, on on yom Tev, you're not allowed to show your your knife to a chacham because maybe. The Chacham will tell you, no, it's not usable. There is a bit of a, of a nick, and then he's gonna come and, uh, and, and wet, take a stone and, and sharpen the knife on, uh, on, uh, on, on Shabbos. And that's, that would be an Isadarai, so that wouldn't be allowed on, on Yom Tov. Rather, the Shachtim need to bring their knives for checking before Yom Tov, right? And, and, uh, nowadays, most uh, a them get a a uh, a when they get their kabbalah to be able to shecht. So that includes that they're able not only to 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 shecht, and therefore we in this situation we rely on them that they also know how to uh, how to check their how to check their 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 knives. And nevertheless, still they have to can't rely on that. They have to actually check. The knife before Yontif, so that they shouldn't have to come to sharpen it on, on, uh, on, on Yontif. However, the, uh, the, uh, if there's like say the, the head rav of the city, the, the big, the big Tamachacham, one is allowed to show the, the knife, uh, to him on, on, on Yontif, or he himself, sorry, he himself is allowed to, to, uh, to look at his knife because he's not going to come to to sharpen it on on Yantiv and he can even then then uh, lend his knife out to uh, to to other to other other people. Can you skin the animal? Even though that's also one of the thirty nine uh, uh, malachas. Obviously, once you've shechted, you're allowed to skin the animal from the meat and put it somewhere where people will walk on it in order that it shouldn't get ruined. Uh, you, obviously, it becomes uh, unusable, but you can you can put it on the on the floor. We'll come back and have to discuss this in a little more greater detail in a coming show. But the clock says that it's time for us to leave and make way for the news and some beautiful music in preparation for for Shabbos. Thank you as always for joining us. It's great to have you as part of the team as we start another round of of weekly uh, parshias and weekly discussions. To wish each and every one of you. A beautiful, beautiful Shabbos. Take advantage. Start getting involved now from Bracious in learning a bit of the Pasha. And we look forward to joining you next week. To each and every one of our radio family, thank you for being with us. And to each and every one of you, a good Shabbos.